Thank you for joining us. The Dacus Report is on the air to defend your religious freedom, your parental rights, and other civil liberties. And now, with the latest information, is your host, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. You know, we all hear uh, at times of crazy legislation, crazy things happening in California. It's, it's known for that. But it becomes all the more serious when we're talking about children being victimized and making, passing a law allowing them to be victimized against the will of parents. Um, that's what we're talking about today when we talk about this uh, outrageous piece of legislation, uh, SB 107. And to help discuss this, we have with us here our attorney in our Sacramento office, Matt McReynolds, who has been spearheading the uh, counteroffensive, if you will, regarding this legislation through the PJI uh, Center for Public Policy. Matt, um, I understand you've been really been working hard to sound the alarm on this, uh, on this bill uh, that would effectively encourage kidnapping. Um, how is it possible that let, uh, our legislature in California could even consider something so so extreme, so preposterous. Well, thanks for bringing me on the show to talk about this really important piece of legislation. And we're talking about Senate Bill 107, Senate Bill 107. And this came to our attention really recently here in Sacramento because they did something stealthy, Brad. They actually started out with this as a completely different bill. And then after they had committee hearings and right before they went to recess, they completely changed it into one of the most uh, just one of the most unbelievable pieces of legislation we've ever seen to justify uh, kidnapping and bringing kids here to California from other states so they can receive things like puberty blockers and uh, dangerous hormone treatments. Uh, Matt, this is this is so unbelievable. I can see a lot of people thinking that this is some kind of a spoof or some kind of a joke. I mean, it's, it's so out of touch with reality to think that they could pass a law allowing a child to be kidnapped from another state and taken into California and legally be able to do it uh, for purposes of, of changing, trying to change their, their, their bodies and uh, with hormone shots and things like that to try to change their gender. Um, I mean, you'd think law enforcement in California would have something to say about this, but this law t ties the hands of law enforcement, doesn't it? It absolutely does, Brad. It actually prevents uh, our law enforcement here in California from working with law enforcement from other, state, other states for things like extradition, for things like making arrests here in California when someone has fled here from those other states uh, with a child that they don't have custody of. And so, uh, Brad, as to what you were alluding to a moment ago, um, yeah, we don't run with anything that we just read in the news or hear about. We really dig in, and we, we have to make sure that these bills really are as bad as um, we understand them to be. And that's why we dig in. We go line by line, section by section through the bills, and then we lay those out in our opposition letters so that nobody has to take our word for it. They can just read the bill itself and read our line-by-line -line explanation of it, 
and realize that this is just one of the most terrifying bills that we've ever seen in our legislature. I, I know sometimes good-meaning organizations, activists will uh, prepare a, 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 you know, some kind of a press release or article you know, attacking something, and they'll exaggerate, and they'll, they'll keep something important out uh, to try to make their, their point. Uh, one thing I like about your office there in, in Sacramento for PJI is that uh, you do just that. As attorneys, as constitutional law attorneys, you look at it line by line. So when we file uh, an objection, a legal objection letter, a letter of opposition to something, um, it's really taken with a lot of uh, respect, uh, consideration, because even the other side knows that we know what we're doing, we know the law, we know the Constitution, and there's a good chance if they don't listen to us and they, and they go ahead and adopt legislation that uh, that legislation could be shot down in court, which, we, which is and has been in the past. I know embarrassing for the state of California when we've had to do that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, understand, it's, it's an understandable reaction why many people, oh, when they hear about this, would say something like, uh, you know, there's crazy California again. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I don't live in California. I'm glad I live in Texas or Tennessee or good thing we moved to Florida. Um, why should these listeners across the country be concerned about this particular law, a bill pending in California? How could it, how could it affect them in some way? Absolutely. And Brad, this bill is unique uh, because most of the legislation that we do focus on out here we're trying to prevent similar ideas from being replicated in other states. But this one is actually a direct attack on people in those conservative states. And what it does is it encourages parents who lose custody of their kids in a state like Texas or Tennessee or Florida or a number of other especially conservative states, if they lose custody, perhaps because they're unstable or unsafe or an unfit parent, then they can escape that by bringing their child here to California by fleeing and saying that it's for the purpose of getting the child these dangerous hormone treatments that the other states have realized are, are too dangerous to allow. So you could have, in one scenario, you could have a, maybe a, a third party, potentially, maybe a, a relative or someone, um, maybe uh, 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 the parents were divorced and, and uh, the one spouse, the spouse that doesn't have guardianship or maybe is, is estranged from the child, uh, could, could kidnap this child from another state, Idaho, where, from wherever, and take the child to, to California. And, you know, the parent concerned calls the police there and they're in Idaho, says, you know, my child's been kidnapped. I think they've taken uh, the, the child to California. Idaho police contact law enforcement in, in California. And this law would prevent California law enforcement from doing anything to, to get that child back to the parent in Idaho because the, because the reason they were kidnapped was to change their gender or their gender perception with, with shots, injections, who knows what. I, I, this makes no sense to anyone who has any kind of comprehension to the respecting of parental rights, how can, I mean, I just to think that California thinks they could get away with this by uh, circumventing the rights of parents uh, in, in the other 49 states is, uh, I mean, is, is pretty, you know, stretched. I mean, but yet it's, that's exactly what this legislation is purporting to do, right? 
It is, Brad, and that's why we're taking the unusual step of encouraging people, not just here in California, to contact their legislators and to urge them to vote no on Senate Bill 107, but we're encouraging people in other conservative states who may be listening to us uh, or watching this today to reach out to their legislators as well and say, what are you doing to protect us from Senate Bill 107 in California? You know, we shouldn't just be um, reactive, but our listeners in those conservative states can be proactive and should expect their legislators to, to take action and start introducing and planning countermeasures for this. I know it also would apply, as you've already mentioned, uh, dealing with, uh, say, a, someone, a parent or guardian who is abusive to the child. And there's a, a pending proceeding. Social workers are going to come out to the house to take the child. Say the parents are on drugs. Uh, the parents are the parent is uh, sexually abusing the child in some hideous way. If they could take the child out of the state to California for purposes of trying to allegedly change their gender, um, that would prevent the government from being able to protect and rescue that that child from another state. Would be they, their hands would be totally tied simply because the other parent says, oh, no, no, I, I've come to California as a child because uh, I'm going to change their gender. I'm going to give the kids shots and hormones and who knows what. Uh, I, it just totally violates the whole premise also of, of protecting children. Um, Matt, are we reaching a point, if this becomes law, it seems that, that other states, in order to protect children from being wrongfully kidnapped and brought into California would almost have to treat California like, like Mexico and actually have maybe set up uh, you know, border checkpoints uh, before people leave like the state of, of Arizona going into California, maybe have border checkpoints where they uh, check to see if there are children in that car that uh, have been kidnapped that are about to be brought into California where the kidnapper will be protected. I mean, it actually could go that far, couldn't it? Uh, well, Brad, we're nearing a very uh, dangerous point, I think, in the face-offs between states. You know, we've seen similar things, and we have opposed similar legislation uh, resulting from the uh, abortion issue, where California is now threatening to not recognize subpoenas and other legal proceedings from states um, like Texas and other conservative states. So this is, is escalating. It's spreading. I have no doubt that conservative states will begin taking countermeasures to not cooperate or not recognize uh, legal proceedings from California. And that's one of the reasons why we're pleading with our legislators, you know, we all lose when we go this direction. If law enforcement is not cooperating uh, with each other across state lines, you know, that's just a heyday for predators and for perpetrators of all sorts. So. If California gets away with, with telling other states like Texas, uh, we're not going to respect your laws. We're not going to re respect if you report a child being uh, kidnapped. We're going to ignore that. Uh, in fact, we're not even going to let the parents ha look, even look at the medical records to know what's, what's happening to their child. Uh, so if they take that kind of an action, we could see states like Texas and other states say, fine, California, you don't want to respect our laws. You don't want to respect our, our anti-crime laws against kidnapping, then we may adopt uh, legislation ourselves that will say, okay, if we have someone from the state of California coming here 
uh, being prosecuted for X, Y, Z, um, well, we, we may ignore that. Uh, if we think we don't like your, uh, your, your law, we don't like, like your criminal statutes dealing with something, we may do the same thing, um, which would, would create chaos among the 50 states uh, if you see them no longer, like you said, respecting uh, their, their criminal statutes. I mean, you have something a crime in one state and not a crime in another state, but you know, even if it's not a crime in, the, in, in state B, they're still going to uh, go ahead and send that person back to state A if they violated a crime in state A, right? I mean, that's how we have it set up right now. Yeah, absolutely. And there are even federal laws related to extradition that are, are being completely ignored by this legislation. So California, if California passes this, uh, they may be looking for a lawsuit uh, against them with regards to a violation of federal law, federal statutes. Potentially. For sure. And I expect that we will see some big time clashes between the attorneys general and the Justice Departments of states like California with states like Texas. And I think it's important uh, both for our listeners here in California to let their legislators know that they're paying attention to this. They want to no vote on SB 107. And it's important for our listeners in other states to let their legislators, maybe even their attorney general's office, know um, that they're paying attention to this. They care about this. They expect their elected leaders to speak out and to take action on this. Uh, what we're dealing with here is national in scope. I think that's the, the big picture people need to understand. This is national in scope. In the past, we've had parents, families, just recently, in the last few years, uh, fleeing California because of all the hideous garbage and danger to their children that exists, whether it's in public schools and the hideous... Uh, indoctrination of, of things that are immoral and outrageous and even harmful to children. So we see people taking their kids out for that reason. Uh, we see it in uh, the society in California. Parents say, this is, not, this is damaging, this is harmful to my kids. You know, I go to Disneyland and I see some radical LGBTQ propaganda in every gift store to, the le to my left, to the right. Uh, a, a lot of parents have left California for a good reason because they say, I don't want my child to be in danger. I want my child to be protected. So then they move to a, a red state that has great laws against crime, laws that respect the rights of parents. And now they're being told, as we look at this legislation, that that may be to some degree for not, because their child could still be kidnapped, taken to California, have hideous things done, and law enforcement in California, based on this bill, if it becomes law, will have their hands tied and will do nothing to help retrieve that child uh, in that circumstance. If we're looking, if this does become law, Matt, here's what I could see taking place, and I want your, your feedback on this. If you've got parents and they've had their child kidnapped, and let's, let's say they, they're from uh, South Carolina and their kids have been kidnapped, and they find out they're in California. And they find out that the person who kidnapped them is a crazy person who has, is an activist and a, a zealot. Maybe it's a, a, maybe it's a child school teacher. Maybe it's a, a counselor. Who knows? But they've taken this child, and that child is having things done to their body which will permanently harm their body, including making them sterile so they can't ever have children, which is what hormone therapy does 
uh, as well as potential surgical procedures. They hear about this. Then they hear that they contact you know, law enforcement in, in South Carolina. Law enforcement contacts California, and, they, and, they, and, and then they tell the parents, they say, I'm sorry, we've contacted law enforcement in California, but there's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. Law enforcement will do nothing. There's nothing legally that you can do to protect your child at all. In that circumstance, Matt, I think we're going to see parents in that circumstance, say from South Carolina in that situation, uh, getting on an airplane, flying to the state of California, uh, maybe driving to the state of California if they, they, they want to make sure they bring in their, their, their weapons, their arms, to do what's necessary to, to rescue their children. I think people are going to be frustrated, take law in their own hands, and they may even, there may be even private militia or vigilante groups out there that, that may go into business to do what law enforcement won't do, which is to, to rescue children who've been kidnapped. I mean, I don't think that's too far off if this legislation becomes law. What, what say you? This is the danger of having a lawless state, Brad, and a, a state like California that not only uh, disrespects the laws of other states, but federal laws as well. And when you push people to start thinking about taking the law in their own hands, you create a very dangerous situation for everybody involved. And that's why we're just urging our legislators not to do this. I know in California right now, uh, guns are being sold like crazy. People are buying weapons, uh, particularly now that they know that they can have a concealed weapon uh, because the Supreme Court says that it's unconstitutional pr to prohibit people from having concealed weapons for arbitrary reasons. So... Now California is taking their lawlessness and affecting not just Californians, but affecting people in other states with the most precious thing someone can have, which is their, their children, which they love and hold so dearly. Um, I, I'm really concerned, Matt, that, that Americans are not getting this. And we have a governor, Governor Gavin Newsom, uh, who looks like he's going to run for president of the United States. He's already prepping. He's already had commercials in Florida. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to see how Americans could vote and support a governor uh, who's supporting potentially legislation that will affect their, their ability to, to be able to pr protect their children from kidnappers. Yeah, yeah there's a long list, Brad, of uh, things that we would love for people to know about if that actually happens and if our current governor runs for president. But I um, just wanted to add in a couple other things, if I could, real quick. Uh, you know, this is why I, I don't blame people at all for having left um, California and moved elsewhere. I would just encourage them, just because you've moved to a place like Texas or Tennessee, you got to stay vigilant and you've got to stay engaged in the game. And this is also why, Brad, I'm, I'm so glad that Pacific Justice Institute has not only stayed here in California to fight these kinds of battles, but has also expanded all over the country now to be able to meet these challenges wherever they come up. Yeah, we now have offices. Many people just see us as just California. Yeah, we have five, six offices actually in California, uh, keeping us very busy. But now we also have opened offices with, with attorneys uh, working in Oregon, Washington State, Nevada, Colorado, Texas, Mississippi, Florida, 
Georgia, North Carolina, uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, uh, Chicago, Illinois, and uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So we've got a lot of offices across the country. Um, we may, these offices may be very busy working with families and parents panicking uh, who've had their children kidnapped and taken to a state like California. It's, it's all working together, and uh, these offices are working together, cooperating, and, and I know they're going to be working to, uh, to protect uh, children and families uh, should this legislation, in fact, become law. Uh, I know they're also working with the legislatures in those states to help them pass uh, solid legislation that may be for, supportive of things that are very important and dear to so many across the country. For example, like legislation protecting preborn babies uh, from being aborted and killed. Um, I understand our state offices are uh, very much engaged on these issues as well, and uh, many state legislators will be calling upon them to adopt proactive, positive legislation while you have states like California adopting potentially hideous, unbelievable legislation. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's exciting, Brad, uh, to think about translating the success we've been able to have here on the West Coast, fighting some of the worst of the worst type of legislation and take that to our offices in other states where we might actually be able to get uh, positive legislation pushing back the other direction enacted. Yeah, I remember there was a bill pending in California that effectively would ban law enforcement from going to church. You remember that? It was I absolutely do, Brad. That was just uh, last year that we fought against that. Yeah, I mean, effectively preventing police officers on their own time from being able to go to church on Sunday morning. Uh, a, a legislation that effectively uh, could have uh, banned the Bible uh, from, you know, from, uh, from individuals, from, from it being uh, made available for a child to be able to bring a Bible to a school, for example. Um, it's, it's outrageous. And you're right, because we go upriver... We fight this in the legislature in California. We're able to stop a lot of this from becoming law. Sometimes we're not successful, and we have to end up taking things to court. I remember a law was passed that was going to require, it required every pro-life clinic to have to have a large sign in the waiting room telling women where they can get a free, low-cost abortion. I mean, this is a private, Christian, pro-life clinic having to post something totally against what they believe. Uh, we didn't stop in the legislature. We filed a lawsuit. It went to the Supreme Court, and it was struck down as unconstitutional. So we fight things upriver. We also fight things downstream as well. Um, whatever we're doing, we're here to serve people, and I want them to know that they can contact us uh, for assistance. And no matter what state they're in, even if they're in a state that I didn't mention, we still have uh, many volunteer affiliate attorneys uh, all across the country in those states as well, don't we, Matt? Yeah, it, it's just great to see the team approach that we've been able to develop that uh, honestly is just the most cost-effective um, approach, I think, out there on the Christian legal front. Yeah, and also I want to appeal to attorneys. If you're an attorney out there and, and uh, you're in one of the 50 states and you're saying, hey, you know, I'd like to be a part of that team. I'd like to be a part of Pacific Justice. Uh, Contact our office. Let us know. Uh, we're growing. We're expanding. We're really trying to make a difference. Also, 
if you happen to be, by any chance, um, an accountant, CPA or non-CPA, but just an accountant, uh, and you live in Southern California, particularly Orange County, and you'd like to possibly uh, work for PJI, we're looking to hire someone with accounting skills to be able to work for PJI uh, as well. We have a non-attorney positions, paralegal positions. Don't hesitate to contact us. And of course, if you need help, you need assistance, uh, we're here for you as well. Matt, thank you so much for what you're doing there in Sacramento with regards to uh, the legislation. Keep up the great work, and God bless you in the fight against SB 107. Thanks, Brad. You know, folks, if you like to keep up with our cases, like to keep up with what we're doing um, in terms of our Center for Public Policy, just go to our website, pji.org, and download our newsletter request, which is our Legal Insider. Just push that button, Legal Insider, and we'll keep you updated with our cases, and you can be uh, in the know uh, and keep us in prayer as we take on these very important battles across the country. Pacific Justice Institute invites you to join in the fight to protect our religious liberties. Consider volunteering in one of our California offices or become an affiliate attorney. Visit our website to find out more, pji.org. And while you're there, subscribe to our Legal Insider to keep updated on all of our current cases. Pacific Justice Institute, together we can make a difference. So folks, there you have it. It's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. Thank you for listening in today. To find out more about the Pacific Justice Institute or the Dacus Report, call 916-857-6900 or log on to pacificjustice.org.